Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and this is The Shuttlepod Show. Gonna go and do my convention thing. Got my costume, I'm going now. Yeah, we're having a ball. It's Star Trek, y'all. Hey, Dan, the Welcome to another episode of the Shuttlepod Show. Today we have very special guest, the legendary living legend LeVar Burton. Uh, we're going to get into some fan questions. We're going to have some Star Trek trivia. We're going to see how LeVar wants to live on Connor Trenier's deserted island and much more. Uh, today we're without our beloved Eric LaRose. We miss you. And when you're not here in person, you are here in our hearts. We hope to see you soon. Uh, but first, we have a very special message from Andrew Robinson. Like, subscribe, and join us on Patreon. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Thanks Andy. Andy. Uh, and now, as always, our hosts, Dominic Keating and Connor Trenier. Well, hey, hey. Hey, hey, buddy. Yeah, man. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Treks and Trekkers, welcome back to the Shuttle Pod Show. I'm your co-host, Dominic Keating. We are delighted and honored to have in the chair this week another member of the Star Trek royalty. Uh, he has a 45-year career. I don't want to date him, <laughs> but it spans directing, producing, acting, uh, all things audio, uh, hence this episode that is audio. Uh, he is a 12-time Emmy Award winner. He's a Peabody Award winner. He is an NAACP Image Award winner. I could go on. We could spend five, ten minutes doing that bit. That's not. If he was, <laughs> if he was British, he would be a sir. He is most definitely a national treasure. He could be a one-namer. But more modestly, he goes as Mr. LeVar Burton. <laughs> How'd you like that? He set you up high, didn't he? Wow. And you do that off the uh, freaking cut. Off the cut, honey. Uh, <laughs> well, I, that's, did the, I did it in the car. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fair you enough. it up a little bit. That was one of the better ones um, in memory. God bless that was, you. It was smooth. It was accurate. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it was complimentary. Everything an introduction should be. That's right. Do you know um, one thing I wanted to say was that he spent a lifetime, not least uh, as a philanthropist, with some really good work for AIDS and the AIDS Foundation. But uh, a tireless efforts uh, in the education of children, not least in the, the art of reading. Mm. Uh, he, he resides somewhere over the rainbow. Ah. <laughs> Nicely you done. Get to say it. I got to yeah. say that. Yeah, you snuck it in. I, I ain't mad at you. It's lovely to have you here, mate. Thanks, Dominic. Uh, it's been a little while since yeah, we've seen each has. other. And, yeah. uh, Connor? Been watching so you on telly, you? though. Yeah. Just lately. Yeah. How was that, getting oh, back together? Man, well, I'm, I'm sure you've heard some of the stories. It was amazing. Yeah. It was simply amazing. Um, and, and a great gift. And I, I know mm. we all feel the same way about, yeah. about it in that regard. Um, because the, this ship had sailed. It was, it, was, it was done. It was over. And stop thinking about it. Right. A decade at right. least Put the ago. visor away. Absolutely. And so to have <laughs> this come away. out of the blue. Yeah. The way it did. And especially, you know. <laughs> no one's actually, because we've had Gates and Jonathan and, and Todd obviously wouldn't be quite so complicit in it. But what, what how, what, when did, when did you get the call? What, what happened? It was, it, it, it first came to light for me in conversations with Jonathan. Right. Who was really wired into, you know, into that production as a director. And, right. and you know, Jonathan, I mean, you know, you, 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 everybody loves the man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and everybody falls in love with him, yeah. you know, in, in meeting and especially working yeah. with him because he's just got such a great personality. He's a great leader. He's a, it's a terrific director, but he's a great leader of human beings. He engenders he real sure trust and, 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 um, and good vibe and bonhomie. Um, he, he's a, he's an actor's actor. He, he's, he's all he's of that. He's a man's man. I mean, he, yeah. he, he, he ticks all those, 
boxes. And so it and was, it's a bloody good laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a, and a, and a decent damn baritone yeah. as well. I didn't know um, that. Yeah. Um, and so Jonathan was, was, was sort of keeping me up to speed on what was going. And, and when the ideas started, you know, flying around over there, um, he made me aware and I was just like, well, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. And then it got real sort of formal with conversations with agents and dates and whatnot. It's a lot to get the cats in the bag. Yeah. But everybody was, was everyone on board? available yeah. Yeah. and willing. Yeah. Absolutely. Available and willing. Uh, did you know what sort of, you know, storyline they had in mind to have you come back? And did you sign off on any of that? Or were you just there like, was a, write, there, write whatever you write? There was a, a you know, there was a process, right? right. And, and, and phone calls with, with Terry Metalis, yeah. um for all of us, I'm sure. Um, and, um, and in my phone call, we, we talked about, uh, you know, what, um, what I would like to see in terms of an, an updated version of, of Jordy and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a look at him um, all these years later. And the, the one thing I really wanted to see happen was sort of a rehabilitation of Jordy's um, relationship choices, mm. right? Because the, 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 the trope that was employed on Next Gen, which was always silly to me and hackneyed, was that the engineer is awkward around women. Right. And it was the armory officer on our show. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the idea that the nerdy guy, you All know, right. was so discomforted. Quite, quite, I don't have a problem. You didn't know. <laughs> no, no. You, you broke the mold. Man. You, they broke the mold. With you. He, he was GQ. And yeah, 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 yeah. And Trip got all the women. Uh, Even some of Fox's. (laughs) (laughs) I had one awkward shag with an Andorian girl that was twice my size. (laughs) Good stuff, though. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good Good acting challenge. Um, Um, So, you know, there was, as part of Jordy's canon, you know, he had stalked this woman who who designed the Enterprise engines, Dr. Leah Brahms. He had, mm-hmm. he had created a hologram program, had an entire relationship with him. And then she came on the ship and, and he met her. And it was like, wow, you know, what a creepy freaking thing to do. And I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't dig it yeah. at all. And so I wanted to rehabilitate Jordy's canon where relationships were concerned. And I wanted him to have a family. I wanted him to have healthy relationships. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Terry delivered. And that's all I said. I mean, that was it. That was the, that, that was the desire. And, and Terry and, and company, they, the writers, they went and ran with it and, and brought back um, not one daughter. But two. Mm-hmm. An art imitating and life. Of, and, and one of your the own. daughters was your daughter. And one of my daughters How was played by was my daughter, Mika Burton. And that was... Has uh, she acted before before this show? She or? went to the University of Michigan as a conservatory as an mm. actor. Um, uh, and and had already, you know, sort of established herself. She got the... She has, she's inherited... My kid has inherited... The bone. The, the hosting gene. Mm. Uh, right? <laughs> so she was hired out of... You, Mish, to work uh, at a company called Rooster Teeth in Austin, Texas, a content creation company. Mm. And um, and she did that for a while. And she, you know, she she wrote and directed and produced and edited, you know, all of her own content. So she's um, 
she's really accomplished in, in, in that realm. And, and, and she'd also simultaneously, simultaneously, um, made a, a name for herself as a cosplayer. Yes. Making, making you know, her own, her, her own costumes and, and whatnot. And, and so all with the, with, with the intention, see, my wife and I, Stephanie, who's a makeup artist, both of us being in the business, we did everything we possibly did could you? to dissuade her yeah. right, <laughs> right. Yeah. from doing this. You know, you always hear that, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you know, it's true. I mean, I've I've been doing this a long time. I've seen a lot of children and families try and do this thing called showbiz, which is not designed for children. Mm. Um, it's just not. Mm. And I've 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 seen it done successfully very few times. Yeah. Um, to the to the you know the ultimate detriment of the kids' lives. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a tragic wall up there somewhere of. Right. Because of loads and loads of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, horrible and stories. Yeah. So we were clear, you know, there will be no driving you to auditions while you're, you know, in school when, you know, when you're old enough to drive yourself and you're old enough to, you know, to deal with the rejection that's, that's going to come. Right. Um, but we're not going to aid and abet um, this activity while you're, right. you know, still a, a young person. Are you quite um, insistent that you get an education and. Uh, yeah, so she went to Umich as a yeah. as a law student, right? Um, did she know? Yeah, she did, yeah. and and discovered that she was the other kind of acting miserable. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah. she discovered that she was miserable, and she auditioned for a spot in the School of Music, Theater, and Dance, and and won one. And then she told us, "Well, I've changed my major, um, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here, but I'm gonna be an actor. We're coming to get you." <laughs> and, and, and no, and it was like, well, okay. Yeah. Okay. How was it being uh, in front of a camera together then after, you know, all this? It's been wild. It was, it was so deliciously glorious, oh, wonderful. Dominic. We, we would ride to, together to go to set. Yeah. She, she doesn't, right. she doesn't drive yet. She's a millennial, you know. <laughs> in, in LA? LA? <laughs> she doesn't drive? <laughs> yeah. You can't take a piss wow. in this town without driving. Yeah. Well, my kid does. Um, she takes ride share everywhere no that, 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 that her parents don't drive her or her boyfriend. Right. Um, she's, 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 she's about to, you know, to take care of that. She wants to, she wants to learn and, and be independent. Um, but her calls were always earlier than mine, you know, woman. Um, but I would get right. up early yeah. so we could go together. That's nice. great. Because I, you know, who knows if or when this will ever happen no, again. Right. And I just wanted to soak up every every moment yeah. I, I possibly could. It was awesome. Did she enjoy it? Yeah, I, I think she did. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it was, it was wild for me to see her, like, earn her bones um, on screen in a f- literally a family setting. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the she cast must of, have known everyone. They've been her aunts and uncles. Yeah. It's, it's Uncle Patrick, and yeah. you know, and 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 Michael and Brent. And it's just it, so it was. It was great, and to see them adjust in their eyes who they saw her to be. Now she was a peer. Yeah, right. um, I love it. You know, and 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 it was just it was. <sighs> yeah, it was awesome. That's great. Yeah, and that sets her up uh, entering into the business with some really sort of life affirming and professional affirming chops as it were that you know I think so and then, then she's going to go to a set and they're all assholes <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. starting at the top <laughs> well regarding Picard yeah. how was the experience 
It was, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, you, the, the experience of shooting it was, was, was glorious. Um, the experience of everybody else, the world being able to see it mm-hmm. was, was just um, almost overwhelming. And how well it's been received. And how well, so well. it's been received. Yeah. I'm getting emails yeah. all the time from people just going, wow. Yeah, yeah. This it, it, is, it, it, uh, I have to say, and I when I when I when I reached out to you and that that last scene around that poker table, I mean, it literally chills shook me up, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah, Frakes had said that this was just you guys talking. Yeah, yes. For, for forty-five minutes, just Terry happening. just let let the camera roll, and it was just it was us. It was it was it was really. Did you just know us. Terry from coming on our show to direct when he was assisting? I don't Brandon. remember him no, right. when he was assisting right. Brandon. Um, Jerry certainly does, but but. I I yes, did uh, yeah, her and uh, and Brandon were a thing then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he was, you know, um, in 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 both of those parts of her life. Um, but I'm I'm really he's such a good guy. He's a terrific. He's coming guy. on the show. I think is he Got confirmation? Did we get that? Straight yeah, away? Terry is coming. Yeah, Terry is coming. Terry's coming on the show. Terry, yeah, he's, he's a coming. great guy. Even he's a, he's you a, know, my memories of him. He was. I don't think being Brandon's assistant was the easiest thing in the world. To do. <laughs> uh, but you know, he, he have, you had, have you had Brandon on the show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did, did he cop to to some of his peculiarity? <laughs> No, you scratch the surface. A okay, bit. <laughs> yeah, because that shit runs That's deep. <laughs> skeletons are skeletons, and they're in a closet for a reason. Where's that femur in my back pocket? Oh, we, now we're getting to the dish. Now we're now we're now we're scratching the surface. Yeah. We're getting but he handled everything with grace and aplomb. Yeah, and and, and uh, um, everybody who has worked with him on Picard that that we've spoken with just speaks glowingly of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He's a terrific, he's a, an amazing writer and he, and he runs a, a beautiful room, mm. which is an art form, mm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, being a writer, as we, we now, you know, are acutely aware of, is, uh, is, is yes. pretty much a thankless job yeah. in this town sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and, and the writers are, are right to want to make a living wage, you know, and, and to prevent, you know, what they do for a living being turned into a gig economy. It's yeah. just, we just it's had Ira on. And, did you? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. he, he, was, he was talking about, you know, these mini rooms, they call them. Yeah. Now, and yeah. just all the little bullshit tricks right. they try and play to get you to basically work for nothing. For nothing. And yeah. they, can't, they can't do that necessarily with, with actors. They can't do that necessarily with directors, right? Right. Um, Things aren't going to act themselves. They're not going to direct themselves. But this AI thing, this Chat GP, this yeah. this, this is this is G, GPT. I think it is. yeah, Chat GPT. It's yeah. like it's 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 no dangerous. Someone's already written a book, haven't they? I just it was on KCRW the other day. They've literally written a book just from Chat GPT. It's, it's some dangerous. sort of thriller thing. Really? Yep. And he's I uh, forget the author's name, but he's going as a it's like Adrian, like age, like AI. Adrian. AI. Oh yeah, AI Adrian. There's a case going around now where it's technically plagiarism because Chat GPT learns what to write by reading other shit everyone else already wrote. Yeah. So it's taking the words from other people's work. Right. Uh, I know a kid who just recently wrote a uh, term paper on Fahrenheit 451 using this technology. Now there's also the technology that you can scan this and see if it's been written that way. <laughs> and he got caught. <laughs> he got and caught. he got and caught. And he got caught, which was an interesting that uh, is. essay on a book burning book 
to get right? hot with AI. Right. <laughs> there are yeah. there are levels. There's many levels. <laughs> there are levels there. <laughs> yeah. So so Terry's a great writer, and and he was the right writer to take this on. Mm. Um, because he has a love for for next gen and and a, and a love for Trek in general, and, yeah. it, and it, it came out in every in every scene in every frame. That's what people yeah. are saying. But the, the 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 third season, literally, I mean, I mean, Mark's a massive Star Trek fan. I mean, one of the biggest you'll ever find. And he said he literally was tearing up. Oh my god! Standing at the foot of my bed with my arms in the air when the Enterprise showed up again, uh, and the fact that uh, Jordy like garage corvetted it right? that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. I was just tears. It's a little weekend fix it project. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I've lived my life now. <laughs> Did, was there any talk about you maybe directing the show? Or no, Frakes got to do it. Yeah, mm. you know, Frakes. Frakes is really you know um, wired. Yeah. Into the uh, to the, the the Star Trek universe. Um, me, I, you know, I'm, did you? Would you have done if they'd asked? Would you have stepped up? Or yeah, I mean, at, at present, I do two episodes a year as a director. That's what fits into my life, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's a month every, each time I do it, and and you know, there are a lot of spokes on mm-hmm. on on my on my wheel, my storytelling wheel. And that's what I love about my life is that it's, it's really, it's not boring. I'm continually, you know, exercising different storytelling muscles. And, um, and so, you know, I, I'm able to do that on my own terms. I'm, I do two episodes a year. That's all I'm really looking for. And that gets my directing. Yeah, that's out. Yeah, yeah. They, do, do, do the episodes from different shows come your way? Do you seek them out? Well, or? I've been lucky since, um, Let's see. Since uh, mid two thousands, I guess two thousand ten, maybe I've been able to be in rotation on um, on different shows. Um, the first one I, I went into rotation. Well, after all the Star Trek episodes, um, I directed a lot of different things, like uh, like Charmed, and, and I saw you did because uh, I did a Las Vegas. How was Jimmy Khan? Las Vegas. Was he good with you? Jimmy Khan was. Awesome. Oh, he was great with me. He too, was but I, there, there were, I did hear there were some nightmare weeks when it wasn't Jimmy wasn't happy, man. Well, you know, I had a I had a I had a methodology back in the day. Um, I I, um, I owned a barrel of whiskey, um, <laughs> and, and it in the trunk of the car, <laughs> and I would and and it was all bottled, um, and I would uh, you know put one in the in the trailer right. um, before with a note. Right. Um, and I did that with him. I did that with Christopher Plummer. Right. Um, and uh, it just, you know, it put the, started the relationship off on a good yeah, foot. Yeah. Curb the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you got to say, you're working with Jimmy Kahn, man. I mean, yeah. Legend. 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 Right. Legend. Yeah, Legend. Do, do, you, do you cross genres in your directing, like sitcom to... I don't do sitcoms. I don't like the... I, I tried directing commercials for a minute and I found uh, I, I didn't like it um, for a lot of the same reasons I don't do sitcoms. Uh, and and everybody gets a gets a version. You know, there are a bunch of suits gathered around a monitor, yeah, and they yeah. all have an opinion. Yeah, right. Taking commercials, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, but but sitcoms are like that too. So you know, you get the you do the network run through, and you know, and they all notes, they all notes, they they all notes. give a note. Right. Um, and uh-huh. I, you know, I ain't feeling that. Right. Um, but I do. I mean, the sh- the show NCIS New Orleans. I directed many of those, and that's like an adventure sort right. of action. But Scott. character and Scott. and Scott Bakula. How great right? to be back! It was with Scott. great. It was great working with Scott. Was um, that set just as lovely as ours because of Scott? Or, yeah, yeah, pretty he's, much. I say about Scott, he's he's one of the 
best at being number one on the call. He really is. Yeah. yeah. He really, he understands that job mm-hmm. intimately well. And, 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 you know, he knows everybody's job on the set, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Tries um, to do half of it. He, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he does. But he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he just, you know, he's, he's, he's such a kind man. Yeah. Right. And, and a good leader. And I love that. About you directed yeah. some of the best episodes we did, frankly. Um, certainly the best certainly, ones uh, he yeah. did. Uh, all of my my top five, at least, are all yeah. directed. We did a lot of good stuff together. You yeah. are my favorite director, hands down. Yeah. We got good scripts. We, we did really good did. scripts. We got good yeah. scripts. You know, and they tend to be episodes that people remember. Yeah. Co-genitor was... Uh, Co-genitor. You know, I wasn't in that one much, so I, I, I do... <laughs> Shuttlepod one's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. No disrespect. None, none, none <laughs> but I, but I have said, yeah, on, yeah, you know, uh, with a hand on the Bible, the co-genitor was frankly probably the the best, if not, you know, second best episode we did. We it talk was, about, um, you know, having to be word perfect uh, on Star Trek. Yeah. At least, I guess you guys didn't have to be on Picard as much, or did you? No, not on Picard. Not on Picard, but certainly on Next Gen. But I remember uh, there was a long speech I had to give to the co-genitor. And I, I think you had done like a crane into the room up to me. It was a one shot. I just was not getting this speech. You know, I would I would get halfway through it and screw it up. And then every now and then I'd get through it. But it clearly weren't the lines that they wrote. And I'd be like, LeVar, is that can we need to be like, no, I'm sorry. We we have to keep going until you wow. get this right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> we may have to get a new crane. But, but see, that's the that's the job of a television director is to deliver the vision of the producers. Mm. Right. And if you can't do that, you're in the wrong joint. Right. right. You're in the wrong room. Right. Um, and you know, I, I, I pride myself on my ability to tell the story because I direct like a producer. Right. I tell the story within the confines of the resources that we have. I always made my days. Mm. Always. We rarely went over. Yeah. Right. And certainly not way over. Right. Um, and I just think that, you know, we spend more time doing this than we do with our families sometimes. And mm. so, number one, we have to be good at it. We have to do our jobs well, but we also need to have fun in the process. Yeah. Otherwise, what what are we doing yeah. here? Right. 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 Uh, Tell them that. <laughs> well, it's, we've all done it, right? I mean, yeah. we've all done it. Why? Why not be honest Absolutely. about it? Absolutely. Did the um? You mentioned this a bit earlier that that, that directing um taught you some different elements of acting. Oh, it changed me as an actor. Yeah. Absolutely. It absolutely changed me. Um, Because no longer did I feel like it was appropriate to keep another director on set waiting. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Because those, those moments for me in the director's chair, waiting for cast to come on stage, come out of their trailers and come on stage were excruciating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it, I feel it my responsibility, part of my responsibility is to make the day. There's a very important case on Judge Judy that I need to <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I, oh, I, I, I was guilty. I was guilty of it. And I think, you know, when you're on a television series for, for, for seven years, you know, you go through stages. You're so, at the beginning, so enormously grateful to have a job, you yeah. know, and then you sort of settle into, well, this is a steady gig. I'm getting a little, I'm a little comfortable. This is mm-hmm. all right. And then, you know, three, four years in, you start reading the scripts and it's like, 
you know, where, well, where can I get a day off here? Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Where can, where can I not right. be here? So then the work becomes an impediment to the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. And, I know. And that's all the wrong thinking, isn't it? Um, well, it? But it's natural. I mean, human beings yeah. were, 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 were stupid like that. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And it's also and actors uh, in particular. I think after a certain amount of, uh, um, comfort level that you feel you become a bit like a petulant child in the sense that when they tell you to go somewhere every now and then you don't want to go where they tell you to go Mm -hmm. it's it is i'll be there in a minute that petulance Mm is is what i'm talking and all you're sitting there is just going yeah because everyone else is blowing smoke up your ass you know yeah and uh you know yeah 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 to an extent um so what did it and beyond anything more in terms of changing you as an actor um because you know, after Next Gen, I, I really made a conscious effort to segue into making my living as a director, mm-hmm. which I did for, for, for many years. Um, and, and what that did was it made me miss acting intensely. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At six the or first seven love, years. When I, yeah, it is. Absolutely. It is. So at six or seven years when I wasn't acting, it was like, you know... Towards the end, I was like, "Okay, I'm ready," Time because be I because I, I I needed that break. The <laughs> the 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 allure of acting had begun to fade mm. for me, um, mm. you know, and and that was simply as a result of doing the same character ten months a year mm. for seven years and four movies. Yeah, it's a long time. So, I don't think people really understand, even actors these days, what it's like to do 26 episodes in a year. In I mean, a it's year. a grind. It's a grind. It really is. And by the time you're finishing that year, you're working on three episodes that you're trying to patch together to get them done in time. Right. You know, and it really has there's no cohesion. You're you're wondering, you have to be told sometimes, what, what happened? And Where's this all going? Yeah, where has this been and yeah. where is it going? Yeah. Um, We've often said it all becomes one big episode in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Oddly enough, I mean, I couldn't, it just blew me away when I read uh, that you were going to join the other longest running show on the planet, the Catholic Church. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was, I mean, what? Really? You were going to go to the seminary? I and, was. I, and, I, uh, I, I spent four years in one. I was born, born and bred a Catholic. Yeah. Uh, you've left it behind. I, I, know, I did, yeah. yeah me yeah, too. Yeah. Um, no disrespect to all the good priests out there, and uh, no, none. I mean, I got an uh, an amazing education. I was I was I was in Catholic school because my mother was an educator. Right, she was a teacher, and she knew that the best education for her kids available was was parochial school, Catholic school. And what was uh, as a young man, you you thought there's, there's something caught your imagination that you thought you might actually like to go into into the priesthood? I was really attracted to the idea of service, right. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point well, in her that life, gone away, my, it? my no. mom was a social worker. So she was a, she was an English yeah. teacher, then a social worker. I just grew up in a family where one's life was, was supposed to be dedicated to something greater than oneself. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I grew up, you know, uh, with a single mom. And so priests were, were, and, and, and my scoutmaster and boy scouts, they were, they were the most positive role models, male role models that I had. So, um, and I, I fell in love with the magic and the mystery and 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 the and the pomp and circumstance of yeah. of the liturgy mm-hmm. of, of, sure. of the mass and yeah I mean it's showbiz. It is. Once we change this water, <laughs> yeah. this, you know, yeah. this wine into the blood of Christ yeah. and this this host wafer into his 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 body that that's that's 
That's just showbiz, yeah. man. That's, right. Yeah. That On is, the surface, it's really attractive. I mean, my, my own my own mother, who, um, uh, you know, I was raised Quaker, and that couldn't be more different than right. Catholicism. And right. very plain. She, she had, yeah, <laughs> she had considered. She was really interested in in Catholicism, and I, I said, "Well, Mom, there's a there's a couple of big hurdles that you have to to get over to really embrace Catholicism." And she goes, "I know, I know, I know, but God, it's just so beautiful." Catholicism, the, 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 the pomp music, and the circumstances, yeah, the, 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 the candles, the yeah. incense, yeah. The, yeah, the lighting. It's 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 all very seductive and 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 very comforting. And you know, I, I fell in love with ritual mm. and right. ceremony through Catholicism, and 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 those are things that I hold dear. Um, so you, to this you, day, you were born in West Germany, weren't you? Yeah, you were so, you're an army brat. Right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My mum was an army brat. Too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and. Your dad was the photographer for the Signal Corps? Signal Corps. Yeah. You did your homework down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my, my dad was a photographer. And then, so how did the, when did the family move back to Sacramento? Um, I was born there in 57. We came back to the States in uh, 59, 60, and then we went again. And that was the, 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 the mum and dad were still together. They were still point. together then, yeah. yeah. Then we went again. We went for another tour of duty uh, in, the, in, in the early 60s. Right. Uh, 65, I back think. Back to Germany? Back or? to Germany. Okay. Back to Germany. Um, and that's the trip I remember. That's the time that, yeah. that, you know, that formed all of my memories of, of the country. I spent some time because uh, my grandfather was a brigadier, OBE, spent his life in the army. That was my mum's dad, uh, fought in two world wars. And I, it looked for a minute there that I was going to join the army. And I went to Osnabrück on the Rhine there to spend some time with the Scots Dragoon Guards. No to see. shit. Yeah, and there was a, that six, seven weeks there. It was like, I came home and said, Mum. <laughs> I want to be an actor. I like, all, <laughs> I like all the cowboys and Indian bit, but uh-huh. <laughs> the, this, this life of by numbers is not for me. Yeah. There was a thing with a tank, Mum. I, I don't really want to crash the tank on the fucking did. High Street in Osnabrück. <laughs> you did. They let a 17-year-old boy drive a chieftain tank down the Osnabrück High Street and took out a telegraph pole. <laughs> made, the, made the local newspaper. I bet you did. Um, so you come back to Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, you th- it's there that you think you might go into the seminary. Yeah. And then you have a vault fast. And then you tell him you want to be an actor. Yeah. Uh, how did that go down? Um, you know, my mom was really very supportive. I'm, I'm sure that she, I'm sure when I told her I wanted to be a priest, she had reservations. Right. Um, she got used to that. And then I said, you nah, I'm, 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 I'm going to become an actor instead. And, you know, she didn't blink. Um, but she must have had concerns. I'm You're sure. how old? Uh, I was 16. 16, I guess. Yeah. And then well, you- geez, it sh- certainly kind of went quickly for you in terms of um, jumping into the fray. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You went then straight to USC and then. Yeah. And, and out of USC after two years. Yeah. So then, got cast in you know, and God knows, I mean, this is, you know, seminal in my life of TV watching. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Kunta Kinte and Roots, man. I mean, that's your it's not your first job. It is. It was my first was professional first audition. Professional job. My first professional audition. No I'm kidding. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So tell. Come on. Let's talk about you. Get you go for an audition for this part. And I, I went for for a go see. First of all, there was a, a notice on the call board at at, uh, at USC in the drama department. Um, that's when we did. We this is before there was a school of theater. At USC. At USC, there right. was the the department of drama. There was a music school. There was a dance school. But there was a there there was no school of theater as there like there is now, um, but there was a, a a notice on the call board. They're looking for some young black actors to audition for this role, 
in a miniseries. Nobody knew what a miniseries was. We might just frame this for the younger listener. This is Alex Haley's book, Roots. Yeah, right. Which was, uh, you know... It's a Pulitzer Prize winning novel um, turned into a television event. Oh, yeah. Um, It it really was uh, over eight consecutive nights of television. This nation was was transformed and educated. The world. I can picture it in my mind's eye right now, sitting here, watching it. It was a, and you were so fabulous big, in it. It was a big and, deal. And then cast, uh, I mean, getting to work with Ben Vereen must have been just absolutely astounding. And Getting to work with Ben Vereen was, was um, <laughs> when I was in, still at St. Pius, as my, somewhere between my junior and senior year, um, took a cross-country trip with, um, with some friends, um, and one of the priests, Father Victor McAvoy, he was our driving instructor. He taught us driver, driver's training. Mm-hmm. Um, but the purpose for me of the trip, the primary purpose was to get to the Imperial Theater in New York mm. to see Ben Vereen and Pippin. Oh, my word. And I waited backstage for almost two hours to the backstage door for him to come down. And I, I, I had my Polaroid camera, <laughs> got my picture taken. He signed my program. Um, I shook his hand. I said, Mr. Vereen, my name is LeVar Burton. I'm an actor and I hope to work with you one day. And that was in 1973. Wow. And four short years later. Yeah. Wow. You were not just acting with him, but right. starring with him. Right. So that, wow. was, that, was, that, was, that was confirmation, right, for me. He must have gone, sure, kid. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. Would, wouldn't you have done yeah. that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Did that you was, remind him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when 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 I met him for the first time, I had uh, I had sent um, home. My mother had sent me the 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 Polaroid. I don't have it anymore. I don't know oh. where that Polaroid went. But I had the Polaroid. I had the proof. I had I had receipts, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, of of that night. Um, so yeah, I feel in many respects that 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 my life has been you know kissed by God. Okay. Um, there. There have been amazing blessings. That, How daunting that was that, 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 those first days on that set? You know, the thing is, Tom, I wasn't nervous. Really. Yeah. I was excited. You know, Tony Robbins says that fear is simply suppressed excitement. I was excited mm. um, because I knew who this character was. Mm. I, knew, I knew every thought, every response, every reaction. Um, so I was, I was really confident that... What informed that in your, is that a black man growing up in America? Yeah. That was my preparation. That yeah. was, I, 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 I had no time to, 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 you know, to do any other research. Alex Haley, actually, he brought me a uh, galley's copy of the novel the night before we, we, we started the sequence of the middle passage. Mm-hmm. They had built the hold of, of uh, the Lord near the ship in, mm-hmm. in, in the series um, in a warehouse in, outside of Savannah, Georgia. And, um, and the night before, Alex brought me the, the bookmark that began the section of the Middle Passage, Kunta's Middle Passage. And I stayed up all night reading it. And then, you know, 6 a.m. call. And, and then for the next four days, we were on this set. Um, and, and that was amazing information to take into that sequence of filming. Right? Yeah. Um, some of that um, flavor, the, the smells, the... Mm. The, the 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 heat the oppressive stench of it all there was you know lots of sense memory mm-hmm. work to do um, there were grueling scenes to witness yeah. on a on a television set in yeah. that era i yeah. mean we never it, it changed the face of tv 
and in, in a couple of respects, yeah. 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 So it's certainly in terms of the format of the miniseries, the novel for television, it, it really did have a huge impact culturally, sociologically. It was it was very important. It was a, a really important moment. Was it one director? No, no, no. no. But the first the first three hours were directed by David Green, uh-huh. a Brit. Right. Um, right. Great, great man. Loved David um, deeply. Amazing artist. And uh, quite a, a choice to make uh, to have a British guy come and uh, direct this particularly American story. Now, y'all had plenty of, plenty of experience with slave trade. <laughs> yeah. Through that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of history. A bit. Yeah. 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 And um, how did your life change? I mean, you walk in after your first audition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're a young man and you're in Hollywood. And 19. You're Famous. Yeah. You didn't go off the rails, though. Not that anyone could see. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank God. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> well, I was, really, I was really lucky in as much as, as I, had, uh, I, had, I had become connected to a woman named Dolores Robinson, who started as my agent. We were at a... a uh, my agent, when I got Roots, was a man named Ray Sackheim. And Dolores had recently started working for him as, a, as, as an agent. Mark Hamill and I were at the same agency at the same time. And, and no, he was doing Star Wars while I was doing Roots. Jeez, uh, lightning striking twice. Yeah, right. And uh, Dolores eventually quit her job as an agent, became my manager. And so she really protected me. It's only very recently that Dolores has shared with me that her concern for, for me as I was trying to navigate being that young and, and, and being that hot mm-hmm. right um she would she would casually sort of like elicit information from me as to where i was going to be hanging out with with you know with my friends and she would get there early and she would be in the back okay really just keeping an eye on how me. amazing how amazing how amazing wow yeah i wish somebody would have done that for she me was that or i did not i did no, not know until recently i did not know until recently Wow. That that was part of her commitment to keep me safe. And who were you hanging out with? Uh, with other actors? Friends or? from college, for right. the most part. I mean, you know, at, at the beginning, I, you know, I, I have huge imposter syndrome, mm. you know, um, for yeah, a, a, yeah. a lot of yeah. reasons. But, you know, I mean, I, I'd be places and, and, and the B.B. King would give me his number and say, come to my house in Las Vegas and for the weekend. And I'm like, what? <laughs> who, who, I no. Would, no. I mean, I would say yes, but in my heart, I was going, there's no fucking way. Right. Who am I? Who am I? Yeah. To be going to hang out with, they're going to, he's going to find out that I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a double-edged sword. And I think one of the things I'm most proud of is having learned how to be famous and 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 still seek my authentic self, mm. yeah. make contact with that, and be rooted in it in an indelible way. Yeah, not I easy. really I, not, easy. not easy. Commend that. That's that's work. That's that is a lifetime of yeah. work. It's absolutely just taking ego out of the picture, or being able to manage ego. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't ex- yeah. you can't you can't take it out of the picture because it's such an important part of the equation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but witness you, just witnessing it uh, as your as your higher being as yeah, your higher self. Yeah. And go, oh, there's me. Stepping back. There's yes. Me, there's me behaving that way. Being able me. to have perspective yeah. is absolutely critical. No kidding. Crucial. And, 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 and good advice. Sort of had a, a head on your shoulders even then. 
I, I was inclined towards sanity, but you know, youth is really, it's a, it's a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, in sex, drugs, and rock and roll, that's a that's potent, a real thing. that's a potent combo that play. Real thing. It really yeah. is. It, no, it, re- it re- really, really is. We've said it a couple of times. You spend the first half of your life trying to kill yourself <laughs> and the second half just trying to stay alive. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, I think there's, there's, there's something to that. Yeah. There is, Tom. You're absolutely is. And then really quickly, you do one of my favorite things you've ever done, which was one in a million, the Ron LaFour mm. story. God, I remember watching that. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, I loved that. So good in it. It's such a great story. It is a, such a great story. Um, that was amazing. Being able, I, 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 I set foot in my very first Major League Baseball park with the number eight and the name LaFleur on my back. Walking into Tiger Stadium, I'd never been in a in a Major League Baseball park really? before. Never. I grew up in Sacramento, right? The closest team mm-hmm. was the Giants, mm-hmm. and that was like you know. Well, you got the Bears, three the hours away. Team. Well, we had the Solons oh. when I was a kid. Oh, um, Sacramento Solons. Um, but I'd never, I'd never been in, inside of a Major League ballpark. What is a Solon? Um, Sacramento is the state capital. <laughs> Solon is a is a politician. Ah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For politicians. Yeah. <laughs> but they own the team? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, but I you did, know. you'd not played baseball? I, I, played, uh, I played a little bit of Little League, but I didn't play in high school. You didn't tell them that. <laughs> no. Yeah. What are you kidding? I can ride no. a horse and play baseball. Yeah, no. Was he present? Um, I met Ronnie. I met Ronnie that day, later on that day, because we shot, we shot first in, uh, in Chicago. Um, all of the stuff that took place in the penitentiary, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and then we started the baseball um, with a sequence at Tiger Stadium before they played a game, and so we had uh, we had rehearsed and uh, earlier that morning and put together all the plays and all the camera positions, and we had I don't know fifteen twenty minutes before the game started, so it was after that game. Um, that I met Ronnie that evening, and uh, we used to we for a while we hung out quite mm. quite a bit. It's 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 an it's an a real trip playing somebody who's still alive. I bet right. Yeah. Um, and 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 you know playing them without having met him. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. usually you get a chance to either have some sort of reference, yeah. but I mean I don't imagine there was a lot of no, resources. There wasn't. To, to no, see I played all the all stuff. all the stuff with his family, all the stuff in prison. I played before I met Ron. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You got to work with Steve McQueen yeah. on his last movie too, yeah. The Hunter. The Hunter. Yeah. What a trip, man. Yes. God bless him. That was a. And then you, are you won? That's when you won the NAACP Image Award the for that one, performance. Yeah. yeah. Was uh, he already ill? He was. He was. His cancer was in remission. Mm. Um, and he was, he was feeling pretty good. He was pretty ornery and, yeah. you know, Steve lively. McQueenish. Yeah, he was very McQueenish. <laughs> he was very McQueenish. Exactly. Um, but a lot of fun. A, a lot of fun. And I, I, I loved him. I loved him dearly. Um, he, 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 he called me Bertie and I called him Pappy. Papillon is my favorite McQueen. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, one day, and he really, he, he, he was the first person I, I was ever aware of who didn't sign autographs. At, at all. Nah, no. Not by the time we met. Right. He, had, he had stopped the practice. And, and I asked him why. And he said, you know what, Bertie? He said, I, I've, over the years, I've come to understand that what, what they're looking for is, is the story of the moment. Mm. Right? He says, that piece of paper, some, it gets crumpled up. It's in a kitchen drawer someplace. 
but it's the, I would rather spend that moment mm. looking in the eyes, shaking a hand, saying a kind word than being buried in, in this. Right. And he was a big enough star to get away with it. Right. Know, right. Right. And he's absolutely right. What they're, what they're, what they're going to carry with them is the story of the moment. The exchange. The exchange. And, right. and I've, I've never forgotten that. That's at a convention, everybody who comes to the table gets a quality piece of my time because that's, that's the deal. It's a yeah. thing to remember, even when you're tired. and, and, to, and uh, Yeah, even when you're tired. Yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. it's work. It is it's, work. It's energy output. It Absolutely. certainly is. People don't understand. It takes it out of you. It does. We just did one in uh, Philadelphia this last weekend. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, they get a piece of you. And you but, guys always do them together, which is very cool. Most often. Yeah. 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 I always see you guys. Well, we're married. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought we were going to tell that later. <laughs> <laughs> We got married in Philly. <laughs> it was the diverse and inclusion con. There was a wedding. Uh, there the, was a wedding. The promoter yeah, the got married. That ran, Is that right? Mm-hmm. A couple of uh, uh, that. gay chaps got married at the, at the convention. God bless them. It was that. beautiful, actually. And Denise Crosby officiated. She's Did got, she? got a oh, license. Yeah. Yeah. They dressed her up as uh, some sort of pope. Did they? Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was quite brilliant. She, she had vestments. Did she, she looked yep. great. She'd yes, gotten awesome. uh, the certification from, or ordained, you should say, from... Uh-huh. Uh, what is it? It's not the Weekly World News. It's the um, it was li- it was it, it's it's life? an online uh, Church of Universalism, ch- ch- something yeah. Universal yeah. Universal Church Light. The Church of Universal yeah. Light is where mine is from. That's yeah. where yeah. you have it yeah. too. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I as well. well. Did you get yeah. one because why? Because uh, because somebody wanted me to officiate their wedding. Oh, uh, at, at a Star Trek event or something? No, God, no, oh, no, no. Oh God! Can you Who, imagine? Uh, <laughs> friends, you mean like yeah, friends, no, yeah, kidding, oh, friends, friends, yeah. Well, they haven't got that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was, I was honored um, and really pleased. Have you just done it the one time? Uh, I was asked again, and uh, and 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 uh, lockdown uh, put the put that to rest. All right. Yeah, so they eventually they 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 canceled twice. They planned and canceled twice, and then finally just eloped. Right. Um, and just went and got married. So then you uh, continue to do, you work constantly, don't you? And then I, I learned about myself a long time ago that, that sitting around and waiting for the phone to ring was, was maddening mm. um, and debilitating and, and led to deep depression. Um, and so my antidote to, to, to that kind of depression is just to stay busy. Right. Um, and so that's what I tend to do. I got to ask you. Stay busy. You had one audition. You got, or you had your first audition. You got Roots. Yeah. Did you ever have to audition again oh, for yeah, anything? Yeah. So yeah, you to, I was oh, going to yeah. say. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. What's yeah. the next gen story? Well, so, so well, the next gen story, um, the next gen story happened um, later. Thank God. Because what year, what year was that? Then eighty four, eighty seven, eighty. It was as late as that. Yeah, it was eighty seven. It? it was eighty seven. There, there, there was a time, Connor, where um, I had come to believe that I shouldn't have to audition. Yeah, mm, sure. And that was a really dangerous place to be. Mm. And it took me a minute, but I figured out that it was that energy that I was holding mm. that I was going into the room with. And, mm. and, I, and, and it was not serving. So they can pretty. smell it. They can smell it. They can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not being of service. Uncontrolled ego is a real yeah. unattractive yeah. look. It's right. not a good look. No. So you had to sort of relearn I for had, yourself? I, I, had to, I, I had to relearn. I had to get to a place where I considered 
an audition, an opportunity to do what I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I was yeah. able to reframe the audition process that way. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I was glad that I didn't, I didn't ha- audition for, for Star Trek. Cause I really, I wanted Jordy unlike anything I'd ever wanted except for roots. Really? Yeah. Gene Roddenberry had you in mind? I, I was on a list. Right. My name was on a list, but so was Reggie Jackson. So right. was Wesley Snipes. There's always I going mean, to be an African-American yeah. actor in that role, was it? Yeah. He's yeah. Thought, they yeah. were always yeah. thinking yeah. a black yeah. actor. Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Reggie, Reggie, there's a, there's a, there's a Paramount memo. You can, you can, <laughs> you can find it on <laughs> the internet. Uh, was he a sports person? They, uh, he's, he's a, a baseball player. Legendary baseball player. Legendary yeah. baseball yeah. Player. Yeah. Mr. October. And, and, and at that time. Yeah. 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 Could he act? Uh, it was no AJ. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if, if Reggie Jackson could act, but he didn't. He didn't need to. He didn't have to. He didn't right. have to. In the end. No. He had a candy bar. Uh, yeah. Uh, what remembrances Jackson. do you have of Gene that you might share? Gene. I mean, I revered Gene. You know, mm-hmm. Did you watch the show as a kid? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. My whole family did. My mom, my sisters, right. and, and and I. We all watched it and all loved it. Um, for me, Star Trek was um, one of the first examples of popular culture where I saw myself represented. Right, mm-hmm. you're kidding. And it was it was Star Trek that really led me into um, the world of, of science fiction um, literature, and and it rapidly became you know my my favorite genre. Mm-hmm. And and seeing the shell was a signal to me that. When the future came, there was a place for me. As Whoopi says that, you know, before Star Trek, there are no black people in space. <laughs> Good point. It's, it's, she's right. Yeah. She's absolutely right. And, and, and representation fucking matters. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How you see yourself. How you see yourself portrayed in, in the popular culture. culture. Yeah. No That's shit. it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So Star Trek was huge for me growing up. And I'll never forget the, the, the call. Having, and I, I'm a firm believer in the idea that everything happens purposefully in life. There are no accidents. That there's, there's, there's purpose to all of it. You're a big fan of the Celestine Prophecy, huh? I am, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I, I read the Celestine Prophecy, the audiobook. Right, yeah. you did. That's when I first got that notion. Yeah. There are no coincidences, really. I believe that. I believe energy's that. energy and it's, it's attracting it's, itself. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So years later, after, uh, uh, you know, after growing up with Star Trek, I'm doing a TV movie called Emergency or Emergency Room. I, I, I forget. Um, it's a forgettable movie. Mm. Um, but <laughs> we do those. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> it, 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 it's a living. Them all. Right. It's a living. It's a living. What do we do? <laughs> Was I in that? <laughs> Robert H. Justman was one of the producers. Bob Justman. Mm. I knew that man's name from the credits of Star Trek. And so I, I was like, tell me stories. Tell me stories. Mm-hmm. So Bob remembered when they were mounting Star Trek at Paramount, he remembered my passion for Trek. And, and he called me. Would you be interested in doing a, a Star Trek television series? Oh, wow. Like, is Gene Roddenberry involved? He absolutely yeah. is. Uh, who do I have to kill? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Not me. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'll do it. So I really, really wanted Jordy. Uh, unlike anything I, I had, it, like I said, since, since Kunta, mm. it, it, it was that. Do you know, did it go down to the wire with someone else that you, you know? Uh, um, I, I believe um, 
I believe Tim, I th- think Tim Russ was in the, in the running. What? I think, I think. Yeah, I think it was. I yeah. think Tim was in the, in, well, well, in the running that. for, for you, Are you about the same age? Maybe. Yeah. I guess you are. Maybe. Ish, maybe. Yeah. I think he's a little younger. Maybe a few years. Yeah. 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 But getting the gig was, was so huge for me. Yeah. Do you know how many uh, rounds you had to do? I, I, I don't. I, I know that I, I. And I and I remember Junie Lowry was not really that excited about really it. yeah yeah and um, casting <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the, casting <laughs> but somehow I I, I, I I hung in there in the audition process um, one audition they handed me some some sunglasses to to you know approximate the visor. Um, I just kept hanging in there, and and the day they called, Did you give them the right shells. <laughs> Can you imagine? I I hope not. Yeah, I, I, I hope I didn't. Um, Did you? You know, when we auditioned, we just got, I got like good old Southern boy, um, good with engines. Hmm. Yeah, that's all. We didn't even have a script. Wow. We just had scenes to read from. Right. Yeah. There, yeah. No scene. No, there was just sides. No, no, no script. How handsome he was. Uh-huh. Or- no, that came. That was just a fringe benefit <laughs> that, that of the whole thing. Happy yeah. accident. That was just, yeah, exactly. I got that for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some of the acting. <laughs> Who did you lose the Emmy to, by the way, Lou Gossett? For what, for what was all, that? All of the actors in the in the category that that, that, Kinsey, that year, best actor in a miniseries, uh, uh, movie or a miniseries. Yeah. The, the nominees were Lou Gossett, Roots, John Amos, Roots, Ben Vereen, Roots, LeVar Burton, Roots. Oh, so it was all Roots. It was all Roots. Oh, and Lou Gossett? Won. Yeah. No, kidding. Yeah, Lou Gossett won. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a sting, but, but a good sting, but, I guess. But imagine, imagine being, what was I, 20 at the time? Yeah. Um, and there I am in the audience and the, the, they say, and the winner is Lou I was almost on my feet, man. Almost on my feet. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to sit back down. <laughs> yeah. That's a cruel trick. And, and uh, uh, reading Rainbow comes into your life in the middle. In the middle, between Roots and Star Trek. Twenty three. How did years. that happen? Um, I had I had already done a season uh, or two, I think, as a, as the host of a, a PBS children's series called Rebop, um, which was uh, it was it was it was really a, a, a great idea, sort of cinema verite. But the idea of the show was. Uh, two 15-minute segments of, of kids that have very different lifestyles. Like, they would juxtapose um, Greg Luganis, um, Olympic diver. He mm. became one of the best ever, right? But this was when he was still in training. He was still a, an, an amateur, a young amateur. So, you know, you go through his life and his routine and what his daily life is like. And then the, the other profile in the episode is a kid who lives on a ranch in Montana, and they're up before the crack of dawn to do their chores before they go to school. So it was just a way of exposing kids to different ways of living. And, you know, the, the point being you, 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 just, you learn empathy and, and discover commonality with people that, that you wouldn't think you necessarily had anything in common mm-hmm. with. Um, so I had, I had done a little, a little hosting, a little presenting on, on, on the public broadcasting service. And I was, um, 
I was in New York on my way to Africa. And um, the producers saw me on a, um, a, a news program. There used to be a woman named Sue Simmons. Um, she had a show called Live, Live at Five on NBC in New York. And she would do celebrity interviews for a segment on the five o'clock hour of the news. And the producers who were looking for uh, a host, they, they saw me and they thought, well, that's, he'd be great. Um, and they tracked me down. They found me at my hotel and pitched the idea of the show. And I, I, I went and it to, was a brand new show at that time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah it was. And, and I just, I loved the idea. You see, because it was, it, was, it, was the, it was Roots that really opened my eyes to the power of the medium. I was not thinking of being an actor on television or in film at all. I mean, I, I was studying to be a theater actor. Really? Yeah, the right. stage, right? It was Ben Vereen. It was Broadway. Right. It was like, that's where I was headed. Um, but this sheer power of the medium and its ability to influence, mm. right? And, and, and move people en masse. That mm. was like, wow. So the, the notion of using a half an hour of television during the summer, right? To promote reading among those who are just cracking the code, turning a kid who's learning how to read into a reader for life mm-hmm. through television. I was like, I'm in. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I grew, up in, I grew up with an English teacher. Reading was mandatory right. in my mother's house. I'm, I'm fully aware of, of the value that, that reading uh, has, has delivered to me yeah. in my life. So it, it, just, it just made sense. Let, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do that. Um, and it turned into a 23-year relationship. Yeah. Went a bit sour at the end, didn't it? What, what, was that? what happened there? Well, what, what happened was um, when, when we were canceled in 2000, we shot our last episode in 2009. And I thought that the brand still had, still had some legs. life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I went and um, made a, a deal with WNED, the, um, the owners of, of the brand, what city is that? Buffalo. It's the Buffalo Public Television Station. And, um, and got an, a license to, you know, to, to exploit the, the, the mark and raise some money, hired a team, built an app, which began its life as the Reading Rainbow app. And it, in 36 hours became the it was, quickest it, selling it, app. It was wildly successful um, because the, the, the idea of... of <laughs> the idea of taking what was a successful television show and then translating it to another medium. It, 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 when I look at it now, it's like, what were you thinking? Mm. You know, that's freaking madness. But who knew? I didn't, I didn't know it wasn't possible. So I, right. I went and did it. Um, Some of the best ideas happen that way. I, I believe that to be true. Did you try and get them to sign off on it as you oh, no, were doing no. it? Or you were just, you no, just no, 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 it, it was, uh, no, it was, it was in, con- in concert with them. Okay. Um, um, but the, at, at the end of the day, what happened was, and once, you know, there was, there were some things I can't talk about sure. based on, yeah, yeah. on, you know, legal yeah. issues. Um, however, at the end of the day, what became really clear to me was that it no longer made sense for me to continue to be the face of a brand that I would never own. All right. Yeah. Right. 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 So you now don't you have Lavar Kids, Lavar Lavar Burton, Lavar Well, that, that so the, the, that was the company that that produced um, the app, Lavar Burton yeah. Kids. Um, and so you know we we had an opportunity to dissolve that company. At the end of the day, we we put that resource, that app, which at 
that time at the end of its at, at my stewardship of 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 it was called Skybrary, the Skybrary app. And um, see, I never intended to be an app developer for yeah. the rest of my career. I was just trying to, you know, make a contribution to children's literacy, knowing that the television screen wasn't the first screen that this generation was right, going to, right? right? They're, right. they're the app generation. They're the tablet generation. So, um, so that was the impetus to, to, you know, continuing the brand and translating it to another medium. Having done that, I just wanted to go back to my core competency, which is storytelling. Mm. So we were able to put that app in the hands of Riff. Reading is Fundamental, um, an organization that delivers millions of books a year to kids in many instances, and in most instances, their first books. So the, the Skybrary app is now their digital solution for getting books into the hands of kids. And I'm really good with that. Oh, great. And what a thing you've done. Yeah, really. I, you know, my, my mother, I was talking to her yesterday and, and she knew that you were coming on and she wanted to send her best. I always and, ask and, about and, your mom. Your mom, yeah. your mom's a teacher. Yeah. 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 I come from teachers and, and uh, she used Reading Rainbow yeah. uh, in her class and her <laughs> curriculum. And um, you changed people's lives yeah. for a very long time and continue to do that. Um, but I, I think it's, you know. Must be terribly rewarding. Yeah. And, uh, I believe that we have that opportunity with what yeah. we do. You know, storytelling is... Um, is enormously powerful and even as actors you know we've said this a few times on this show yeah, with guests in the chair absolutely. you know sometimes when you think that what you're doing is a bit noncy <laughs> and maybe of no consequence and yet you know and they come up to you and say you're the hour i sat yeah. down in front of your show helped me through this this and mm-hmm. this these tragedies mm-hmm. in my life this yes. toughest part of my life and that hour gave me yeah. some respite or i'm you an know? engineer as a result right exactly or, yes, yes. right I saw a little clip on uh, Reels uh, when you get to meet that engineer lady. Yeah. And how beautiful was that? Yeah. And uh, I say all the time, we're, we're not curing cancer, but we, we, are, we are delivering a service. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, what we okay. do is, is not inconsequential. Yeah. You know, art no, is designed to contain as well as move the culture forward. So mm-hmm. we are a vessel, we're a receptacle, but we're also an engine. We're an mm-hmm. engine for thought. We're an engine for advocacy. We're an engine for change, mm-hmm. right? We're an engine for expression, right? Yeah. So it's not unimportant what we do. No. Um, it, 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 it does have value in right. the human experience. And not least with the shows that we're all connected with, yeah. you know, uh, with the Star Trek. That's ethos. why we're all so lucky, you know, yeah. to, have, to have been, you know, to to be a part of this amazing storytelling juggernaut yeah. that has had so much impact on the culture and has absolutely moved the culture forward. Yeah, no kidding. Right? In yeah. so many ways, you know, and you, you, you guys know the, the history of Star Trek where race relations are concerned, where casting is concerned. With, mm. You know, Gene, Gene had a black woman, an Asian man, and a Russian mm. in, in, in the beginning of the Cold War. Right. Right? Yeah. In, on, this, on the same, in the same command structure. That was revolutionary. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Tell me about noetic sciences. And uh, wow, wow, wow! And the, uh, it's a, it's a. What is it? I mean, I, I mean, I'm intrigued by this. This is a, this is a sort the of science of peace. Science, science. of peace. Yeah. It, 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 it is a. Um, I, I call it more than a passing fancy. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a concern of mine. I, not in a, in a contemplative 
sense, but it, it is something that interests me. The idea of, of peace and are human beings hardwired for conflict? And are there mitigating steps that we can take in order to take the edge off of that natural tendency? I think wherever two or more human beings are gathered, the potential for chaos and conflict is there. Mm. So why is that is, is my question. And, and is there something we can do? Are there steps that we can take? Are there things that we can think about? Are there practices that we can indulge in that can help us stay out of that mode of fight or flight? That stay out of that that mode of of reactionary reaction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Reactionary behavior yeah. based on emotion, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm 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 interested in in what I'm sure a lot of people would call it pseudoscience, but I, you know I don't care what you call it if it's effective, if it works, if if if, if there is something of value there, then let's. Let's talk about it. Let's bring it to the table. Is it somewhat of a think tank? Uh, uh, or, or yeah, the, the, the Institute of Noetic Sciences is. I mean, the Institute of Noetic Sciences was started by ast- two astronauts who went up into space and had a spiritual experience, right? right? right. Um, so, uh, looking back at the pale blue. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Big blue marble. Yeah. I mean, the, mis- the mysterious nature of the universe is real to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think. And our connection to it. And our connection to we're, it. We're all. Uh, we're all. Born of the same stardust. Exactly. And if we don't look forward in a way that is going to do things that create peace yeah. through technology, right. we're screwed. Yeah. We got to do something. We got to do something. We have to do something. And you're a big techno geek, aren't you? I like technology. You love it. I do. You know, for an, an older gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, because it's cool. It's never you know? scared you. Uh, well, no, no, I'm, I won't say it's never scared me. I mean, I have, I certainly have reservations um, about a lot of it. But see, it's, it's. But you've always embraced, you know. It's too good. You can pace to ignore. Pace, can you? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I just, you know, I just, I, I, I look at in my own life, just the, just. Tele- the telephone yeah. has changed so dramatically over time. I remember as a kid taking an old yeah. telephone handset yeah. and holding it up in the car, you know, as a teenager, pretending like, you know, we had a car phone. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. First car phone I saw was like, damn. Yeah, I remember that too. It, you can really do that now. They did it. Right. They yeah. did it. I mean, it was huge. Right. Right. Yeah. It weighed a ton, but it was portable. I mean, yeah. it had a handle. It had a handle. Yeah. Right. You could take it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You could take it somewhere. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of change, a lot of innovation. Um, and, and, and I love it. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of technology and I'm a big fan of innovation. Um, but I'm a bigger fan of, 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 human beings i genuinely believe in our ability to overcome all of our darker tendencies mm. we are full of light and we are full of darkness the, both of those things our are fallenness, true as it were yeah, yeah. and, and, and we just have to we just have to learn how to be more in control of ourselves so that we yeah. do not allow those darker impulses to sabotage what I mean. should be for every human being on this planet peaceful, enjoyable existence. We have the wherewithal. Yeah. We have the resources. We just suck at sharing. Well, that's what I was yeah. going to say. It's I want, 
That's a nice little spot you got there at the tip of the river. Yeah. I want that. I want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want that. Right. You're not going to give it to me. Right. So I'm going to take it. Yeah. You know, on a level. It, it's, as, it's as old as... I always knew that about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, if, that if you had a nice spot on the river, Connor was going to come and never take it. show it to yeah. him. Uh-huh. Oh, you never got... Uh-huh. Yeah, what's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a big... I'm a big... I'm betting on the human beings at the end of the day. I'm betting on us. I um, hope so. And that's I'm why gonna... I love Star Trek, because it, it encourages that, you know, that idea that one day we will get our shit together. It's gotten rough the last three, four years, and, you know... Not to get too political, but, you know, some geopolitics with Ukraine and then, you know, he's coming back to try again. <laughs> it's, always, it's always darkest yeah, before the guilty. God bless. Yeah, uh, anyway, let's not get off topic. Uh, but uh, Do we have a topic, Dominic? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't noticed one yet. How fortunate for us, though, as actors to have been a part of something that has that sort of ethos about humanness and humanity and, yeah. you know, taking nothing away from the, the law and orders of the world no. and, and the, the CSIs and they're, they're not exploring those things. No. Um, no. And, but and somebody should be, and I'm glad it's us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. take great pride in the fact that yeah. I've been a part of something as what I think is important as what Star Trek has been and yeah. continues to be. I mean, look at it now. It's a, it's a juggernaut that it is. It is. almost you know, went to bed. When our show ended, it, it, there was no guarantees that it was uh, ever going to come back. Right. Well, you know, I they sold yeah, everything. I, I jokingly say at conventions, you know, we killed the franchise. Yeah. Wasn't um, you? It was the suits. It was right. <laughs> wasn't you? And uh, but now it's uh, it looks like it's a forever thing, and God bless that. Well, what um, what what is forever really? Right. Well, you know, a very long time. A very yeah. long time. <laughs> You've done a lot of, uh, you know, audio is your format. Uh, and today certainly testifies to that, that this is going out as an audio podcast. I noticed you won a Grammy for your reading of the Martin Luther King. That's, that's, a, that's a big job, isn't it? Reading books. I love it. You love it? Reading aloud is, I think, my favorite way to storytell. Mm. Did you do it with the kids growing oh, up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I read uh, I read Harry Potter with Mika. Steph read Lemony Snicket um, All right. with her, and she and I read Harry Potter until the dormant the tormentors mm-hmm. or the dementors the dementors the, the dementors yeah. yes the dementors did you do the same with Jasper absolutely those books? read yeah. all of them too and, yeah. and read um, the Philip Pullman series His Dark Materials ooh. One of my favorite series wow. of all time. Wow. Extraordinary books. Three of them. Um, no, I, I, we read to Jasper every night, probably until he was eight. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, my father and mother read to me yeah. every night. Yeah, my mom read to me. My, the, the Chronicles of Narnia is, yeah. is just embedded in my memory by, by my, my dad's voice. I still, my, my wife still says, you owe me the second half of Owen Meany. Because we, I read Owen Meany to Steph when, when, with, when Mika was in utero. Mm-hmm. And then I, we stopped when Mika was born. So um, I, still, oh, yeah. I still have yet to finish. There's a lot left. <laughs> There's a lot left. There's a lot left of, the, of Owen Meany that, that we do have yet still, to get to. Do you still do audiobooks? I do. I do. Um, I love them. I did Unabridged Cosmos, Carl Sagan. Uh, oh, wonderful. That was like, that was a five, six day project. That Jeez. was, that was amazing. That was intense. I did that around my 60th birthday too, I think my 60th to 61st. So it was really, um, the perfect material to be immersed in at that particular time in my life. 
Um, do you read a page uh, privately, as it were, and then read it out loud, or do you? Can no. you? Are you pretty fluent? Can you? Yeah. yeah you can. You can pretty much follow them. my pants. Yeah. 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 I, I've done two audiobooks. I did. Uh, I did the Bernie Madoff story wow. when it was the ink was still drying on the newspapers. Somebody wow. just pushed this thing out, and then I did the uh, Lance Armstrong story oh two good human beings oh i know right (laughs) exactly but you know it was it was a fluff it was a fluff piece for lance armstrong you know and i look back on it and i'm like oh my god Um, the stuff coming out of my mouth mm. was ridiculous but i really enjoyed doing it and i did the same thing i didn't even have time to read them you go in and you get in a groove yep yeah yep you had the unfortunate uh, I've read of, the Iliad. Uh, I've doing the Iliad. <laughs> I'm one of I'm one of four actors in the oh in the in the history of mankind. That's balls, baby. Who is that is, and I did it in twelve days. Clank, clank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> second book with the uh, all the boats, the ships, and the and the captains of the ships going to the islands. I told the guy, I said, we've got to do that in bits every morning. Yeah. I can't do this as one whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It'll just about kill me. Yeah. And uh, hats so off. Jacob is one of the four that's done really? it. Really? Hats off, yeah. Dom. That, wow. Thanks, man. That's, that is... It got, it got good reviews on Audible. Yeah, when we finished that. and uh, That's an accomplishment. Uh, when, you it, finish, it, when you finish a project uh, well, like I, that. I, tell you, I looked through the guy, this guy, Philip Miller, who led me through that. I just looked at Philip and went, Sir Derek, eat your fucking heart. <laughs> <laughs> and then you retired from audiobooks. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually. Then I did an even harder one. I thought that was going to be the pinnacle of everything. I did uh, <laughs> Louis Jorge Borges's The uh, the Labyrinths. Have you ever read this? No, book? I have not. Oh, my God. It's, it's, I've never known anything like it. He's an Argentinian philosopher, writer, mm. and uh, just, it's, I was doing phonetically Chinese, Italian, mm, Russian, mm. Arabic, unit, French, unit. I mean, I do speak a bit of French, but it was quite something. That's it. That one literally made me cry. <laughs> literally made me cry in I the can't booth. Do this really? Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. There was because one it was not, after because me. of the challenge. Yeah, I, yeah. I, literally, I couldn't. I mean, it was just I can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, and you, you know what it's like. The cans are on. Yeah. Mm. Your head's burning after about seven hours. And uh, yeah. anyway, you I don't move. Like you gotta, it's, it's, it ain't digging ditches, but it's no. Uh, no. But it's 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 work. It's, it's work. Uh, it's it, work. It takes it out. Do you get to choose your pieces these days? Well, you know, with my podcast, Lavar Burton reads. Um, I'm I'm able to do that to exercise my love for for performing the brilliance of a writer um, in a in in you know in a containable format. Right. Right. I read one short story in every episode. I introduce it, and then at the end, I do a little postscript, hmm. kind, of, kind of off the cuff, like like Dom, Dom does his introductions. Yeah, to to this show, <laughs> and <laughs> bit in the car <laughs> from the car. <laughs> it's a long ride from home. <laughs> um, so I get to I you know I I choose all the stories. Mm. For for the podcast, and we are we we just started recording season 12, 12, wow. 12 episodes a season. Wow! Yeah, and you're about to direct a movie, aren't you? Uh, about did I read that, mm-hmm. or is it still in the in the works? Um, is something about to do with the civil rights and the, the black oh, man's experience we, in Vietnam? We were shopping for a while. We were shopping a documentary um, that I was going to direct called the two front war that's right the two yeah, front war. two front war that was you know, still a, about the vietnam no no. no 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 they couldn't couldn't drum up any interest for it so really? you know i'm i'm moved moved on right. moved on 
Right. And what's the, what immediately in the future? What's what's uh... interestingly enough? There's uh, I've got some acting work that is, is yet to, to to come out. Um, you know, post Picard, um, I'm I'm in a series called Blind Spotting, um, which is on the Stars Network, and I my character appears in the last two episodes of this season two, which is mm. currently airing. And I did uh, I, I I did a turn um, in a mini series. Um, called Sterling Affairs, uh, the story of Donald Sterling, the man who used to own the Los Angeles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it the story of of of, uh, of the Clippers is told through the eyes of Doc Rivers, the oh. the coach who oh. was a Clipper, yeah, in his career as a player, right. Um, and then he went and became a, a coach and then a very successful coach and, and, and took many, you know, Celtic teams to the championships mm-hmm. and, and won a few. And then he decided to come back to Los Angeles and to work for Donald Sterling, whom he knew very well who Donald Sterling was. As director of basketball uh, operations or something like that? Yeah, Just as the owner, right? You know, the doc had to deal with Donald on a daily basis and... You know, and so Doc was not surprised that Donald Sterling turned out to be the kind of human being that he is. Yeah. Um, Doc knew that going in. But what when when the shit hit the fan, it was up to Doc to sort of manage that whole situation because Doc was the face of the franchise. And Doc right. had done a really successful job at getting um, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul to work together as a team. And he was on his way to fulfilling his intention when that that tape came out. Right. Um, where Donald Sterling showed his ass. Yeah. And, um, and so Lawrence Fishburne plays Doc Sterling. Mm. And, He's a good fit for that. Yeah. And Ed O'Neill plays Sterling. 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 Yeah. Oh, he'd be great. Yeah. And I play, I play LeVar Burton because what the writers did was in order to get into Doc's head, they created these scenes where periodically Doc has conversations in the sauna at his condominium complex with LeVar Burton. So we, we get to talk about... Oh, why, why cool LeVar? Um, because you were a popular ca- character in, in, you know, Black... I, 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 I think, you know, as myself, I, I, I do occupy a certain um, um, status as, 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 um, as a black man. A, touch, a touchstone, as yeah, it were. I mean, yeah, no you kidding. Know, Kunta lives large. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and I've spent a no. career, you know, using my... My celebrity and my like voice, yeah, yeah, to 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 speak out on issues. So yeah. it was an opportunity for Doc to have conversations with another black man about what it means to be a successful black man in America. Right? I mean, that really How is awesome uh, that? uh, yeah. that's yeah. quite something. Yeah. But I, I, I can't imagine what that must be like to play yourself to, uh, to own yeah. to own that and, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, almost like a fairy godmother, yeah, like, right. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, amazing. Well, it was inspired. I mean, that, 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 that's a large part of my relationship with Lawrence. Is we, you know, we 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 sit in the sauna and talk about life, um, and 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 so. When um, there was somebody, they wrote, they wrote it, they wrote it with another, another person, an icon in in mind, and um, and they, they they weren't able to land that whale. You kept uh, acting until well, they shut the door on us recently. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, there's nothing to do now. Nah, not not right now. Yeah. yeah, develop, develop, develop. Um, podcasts, podcasts. Podcast. <laughs> do you write? I do. Yeah, yeah. Have you had anything produced that you've written? Uh, you know, I've, I've directed a couple of TV movies uh, and one feature film, and I did a lot of writing on, on those projects. Mm. 
So I'm actually, I've, I've just recently been asked to, um, to write a foreword for the 30th anniversary of Octavia Butler's Parable of the Sower. Octavia Butler is the alpha and omega of speculative fiction mm. in, in my universe anyway. And, um, and so this is an, an amazing opportunity that's come my way to be able to speak to her importance in, in not simply my world, but um, in, in the world of, of speculative fiction from uh, the point of view of people of color. Mm. Um, I I'm, I forgive my ignorance. What is speculative fiction? Science fiction. Oh, okay. That's okay. another, another right. term for, for science okay. fiction and, right. and fantasy, speculative I've not heard that term. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> He's more well-read than you are, Don. <laughs> comes, comes from teachers. He does, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't think it. I'm from fucking England. <laughs> He invented the language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> Including oppression. <laughs> That's twice. Didn't invent it. You didn't invent it. You just perfected it. Yes, yeah, exactly. just perfected it. It's only just coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to fan Let's questions. Let's go to fan Let's questions. Fan questions. Uh, so we have a lot of fans who know that you're going to be here today, LeVar, and they asked us a bunch of questions. Okay. Uh, Melissa H. Uh, from Patreon has asked, uh, what are some of your favorite children's books? When I talk about children's books um, these days, I, I, I like to mention two in particular. Um, well, three, maybe four. But um, <laughs> uh, Enemy Pie by Derek Munson. Um, I recommend that highly for, for, for boys especially. And um, also a book called Amazing Grace by Mary Hoffman. Um, I recommend that. And both of those were featured titles on Reading Rainbow. And both of those books, uh, LeVar Burton Entertainment currently holds the, the rights, the television and film rights. Mm. Right. So we're, we're looking to turn both of those into, into entertainment vehicles. Are you mm. a prolific reader? I do. I read a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have to. You yeah. know? I have to for the podcast alone. I have to read a lot. But I've, I mean, I've, I, mean, it's, I love reading. Yeah. Yeah, we both do too. Yeah, we're not yeah. quite as prolific as uh, John Billingsley, who is <laughs> Billingsley's a big reader. Oh my god! You know, he's oh a huge god. reader. Is Whoopi? Whoopi? Is that right? Whoopi is one of the most prolific readers I've ever ever really? ever You're seen. Kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and Fran Lebowitz too, apparently. Yeah. She reads as many books as she smokes cigarettes. <laughs> that's a lot. 20 in a day. That's, that's, a, that's a lot. That's a lot, Sometimes 40. lot of books. Uh, uh, our next question is from Alan Murataki Fujikora on Patreon. He asks, uh, what is currently your favorite thing to cook? Uh, don't cook very much. My wife is such an excellent chef um, that I just let her, you know, do her thing. And, you know, she loves doing it. It's like her love language cooking for us. Um, I'm a big eater, though. <laughs> Um, Stay trim. Yeah. You've, yeah. Never, you've never, you've always been the same. You know, I, 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 I used to think that um, my natural weight was in fact uh, 10 to 11 pounds heavier than it really is. So I'm just carrying less weight these days. My father has what I would call a slight frame. Right. Right. So hmm. I, I think I'm do you, just. Um, do you work out? And I, I, I do. I mean, I've, I've over the years done all kinds of different things. I was a gym rat for many, many right. years. Um, now, I, stretching and breathing is yeah. pretty much my deal. Stretching, breathing, and walking. Mm. You know? Do you meditate? I do. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've just, just really got heavy into it again. So uh, Sam Harris's app. Do you know Waking Up? I don't, no. Uh, we've talked about this briefly on another podcast. With, yeah. Uh, I forget who it was, Jonathan, maybe. Yeah, that got me back in. And, uh, An I'm app? Really, 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. I really recommend. See, technology. Uh-huh. If it can, no if it can bring mindfulness into your life. Yeah. Why yeah, not? Nice, use it. Use it. Yeah. 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 I love it. I, I was in the garden at six o'clock this morning, just sitting listening you, to Dominic. the birds. Good for and, you. Uh, yeah. It's a good thing to do, isn't it? It is. It really is. It is. It, um, it really takes you out of yourself. It really, it, it enhances and deepens your connection to all that is. It does. <laughs> and uh, not does. to get too heavy. Anyway, another question. <laughs> uh, Jill um. Sheets. Jill Sheets from Patreon asks, uh, if you've not talked about it yet, will you please talk about your book, The Rhino Who Swallowed a Storm? It's one of my other favorite children's books. Um, written by me. <laughs> <laughs> The rhino who swallowed a storm. That was inspired by a day um, when the we were. The rhino who swallowed a storm. The rhino who swallowed a storm. Brilliant yeah. title. Yeah. Um, it's about a rhino um, who, uh, you know, in, encounters this huge storm that washes everything that, 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 that this animal loves dearly. It washes it all away. And his, his response to the storm. Um, to being out of control was to swallow it. And then, of course, he's got this storm inside of him and he has to get rid of it. And he goes on a journey and he gets help from, you know, from, from different sources um, because none of us get through life alone. Mm. Um, and it's, it was designed to be a, a, a story that explored loss and recovery in an age-appropriate manner with kids. Um, I was in New York in Central Park one day and the news was full of I think on that occasion it was somebody who had gone into a movie theater in Colorado with an automatic weapon or a semi-automatic weapon. That movie, wasn't it? Yeah. And God. and um and and I I, I sat there in the, in the park because we were shooting episode, we were shooting content for the app for the for the Reading Rainbow app, and I thought, you know, Fred Rogers, Mister Rogers, was famous for addressing the adult world in an age appropriate way with kids and and helping them to understand and navigate, which is what is very much an adult mm. world. And, and, and most of the events that impact kids are created by adults. And so just helping them understand, giving them framing for tragedies as being a, a, a natural part of existence, but also the idea that, you know, Fred always said, look for the helpers, right? Mm. Look for the helpers. There are helpers everywhere. We just have to be able to identify them and, and be willing to ask for help. Yeah. Right. Did you ever meet him? I did, yeah. Many, many, many times. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, Wasn't that Tom Hanks movie just delightful? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen the oh, documentary. It's, it's beautiful. The documentary. The documentary, the documentary is, yeah. is really good. Made me cry. Yeah. And, and I, I, I actually did the audiobook for for The Good Neighbor. Oh, you did? I did. Wow. I was really, really proud of having been asked. Um, yeah, Fred was a very cool guy. Um, I considered him a, a mentor as well as a friend. Mm. Yeah. Lovely. And that's the thing, you know, I, I look at my life and I, you know, storytelling, I, I'm, I'm, I call myself a storyteller now and I, I, I didn't. This is very recent for me the past few years. Um, but I look at my mentors as Alex Haley, mm-hmm. Gene Roddenberry and Fred Rogers. Those are three men who have had a significant impact on culture through their storytelling. And, and how lucky am I to have been able to not just meet, but work with these men and learn mm-hmm. from them. And it's 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 helped shape who I am as a storyteller. It's been a story career. It has been. It, it <laughs> no, really no pun intended. Have you written um, more than uh, that one children's book? Yeah, I've written a, a novel called Aftermath, a post-apocalyptic um, mm. thriller. 
Um, and an, an, another book called um, A Kid's Book About Imagination, um, mm. where I talk about imagination, the importance of it, and, and, uh, and again, in, in, in a way that kids can derive some benefit value from. And you were in a cameo video. I am. <laughs> Word up. So, yeah. So, there's that. Ow. Ow. <laughs> Dial L for love. Um, yeah. I used to hang out with, with Larry Blackman and the guys back in the day. Really? Yeah. yeah. With your manager in the background. Just uh, yeah. Back. Right? <laughs> it was all kind right. of smooth. <laughs> He's leaving now. <laughs> hey, Lamar, who's the chick in the back? Yeah, right? She's always there. She's always there. Uh, Nancy Congdon from Patreon asks, what would you say your greatest professional achievement is so far and why well the shuttle pot show obviously <laughs> well, that's yeah. certainly in the, in the top five um, i mean I, I that's a hard one for me to to, to answer I, I mean i roots has such major cultural significance um and star trek has made a contribution that you know that that is real and and hopefully lasting there's no other television franchise or f- movie franchise, for that matter, that's that's had this kind of longevity, there really isn't, mm-hmm. is there? right? No. But I I I, I got to believe that that reading Rainbow is the most important work I've ever yeah, done. Yeah, I think you might. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would I would think so. Yeah. 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 Lasting. I mean, you know, teaching yeah. kids to read or to, or to giving to really, them access to, yes, to material to have to have an appreciation yeah. for the written word. You know, reading yeah. Rainbow wasn't about the, the rudiments, the fundamentals of reading. It was about the love mm-hmm. of yeah. of literature, and 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 that's that's what I hope I've brought to the table is. You know, and, and uh, the idea that that reading is a uh, is a natural thing for human beings to do. It's mm. it's uh, it's fun and beneficial at the same time. And we don't want to lose it. God, no. And we and, and neither do we want to you know be the generation that banned books like Willie no. Millie. Mm. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, Guillermo Ponce asks, uh, "How would you rate everyone's beards on the latest ep- season of uh, Picard?" <laughs> Um, there were some really fine, some fine beards, fine beards. Uh, some good beard work, uh, some nice hirsute acting. Um, I love, I, I love Dorn's origin story um, for for the look that that he had in season three. Um, Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill, the the, the uh, yes. yeah, the, yeah. The, the old master, right? Oh yeah. Um, uh, and Michael has never looked better. I think we all look really great. Didn't he fight you the greys to start with? He, he did, yeah. He did. I, he did. He, he looks, I don't want to be an old man. Yeah. I don't want to be old. So He looks bloody He marvelous. looks great. He looks you know? great. When, 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 when they went in that direction, he got really, really happy. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I think Jordy's beard was pretty... Oh, you look... Uh, on. I said in my yeah. text to you when I yeah. was you know, approaching you to come on, you look glowing, mate. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Well, we're in the white beard club. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a handsome man. I, you know what? I, 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 during the, the, the days when I was fronting this children's app um, uh, and, and that whole business, I was coloring my hair. My business partner at the time con- convinced me and insisted that that, that in order to front this brand for children that I should, I should color my hair. And I, I went along with it and then I just stopped. Um, yeah. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. Yeah. Natural. Well, better. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, I know. So. Particularly for men. I think, you know, yeah. we get that luxury. As we, a, do. we do. We do. We have, uh, we have foxing it up the grace. Right? <laughs> Silver Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. Uh, Bucky on YouTube says, can you guys get Mika Burton on? Yeah. There hmm? it is. 
I imagine so. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got a lot of... Uh, that's not up to me, though. That's a lock. Yeah. One of the things that happened with this, uh, when we announced that you're going to be a guest on our show, is uh, that we got overwhelmed with uh, messages about the inspiration you have been to people all over the world. Uh, so I just wanted to share, uh, John Preper from Patreon says, I have no questions, but I do want to say thank you. Thank you for the inspiration for me to go back to school to get my certifications in IT. You made it seem possible, and I will be forever grateful. And we received oh. countless messages like that. Mm-hmm. So figured we would share that. That's awesome. Uh, all right. I guess that's the end of the fan questions. Well, that was nice. Yeah. Didn't Chris have yeah. a question about community? Do you have a question about community? I, yeah, I have a question. Uh, I saw in passing yeah. um, some reference to you expressing interest in, in, in being part of a movie if they do one. Oh, they're, they're doing one now. They are, they are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's they, what I was going to ask. They are. You I believe another, they are. I believe another they, bloody film I'm not in. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I keep making them. Keep making them. <laughs> Every time I pass by the, the trucks on the road, like, <laughs> who's in there? I'm yeah. not there? You know, speaking of, um, it's not really a children's book. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Mm. They made that into a film recently. Have they? It is that is great. So good. Yeah. You want to see it? It's so good. Yeah. It, it is the Judy Bloom book. See, it doesn't have to be. You know, superheroes and 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 tons of visual effects. Yeah, you know, simple stories are are still really effective. And I've not seen a movie about a girl's coming of age yeah. that isn't sort of snarky and mean, right? And right. this is just yeah. beautiful, yeah, guileless. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's Judy Bloom. Yeah, that's Judy. Yeah. You should. She's a national treasure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I read all her books. Yeah. That and Air. Did you see Air yet? No. <laughs> really? <laughs> quite <laughs> quite brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I All think right. you just love Matt Damon movies. I just, the movie's just great. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an American story and it's yeah. beautifully mm. told. It made me cry. Mm-mm. I mean, it, uh, it really wow. that, that speech he gives at the end. Mm-hmm. It's it's a beautiful. Honestly, I really recommend. This is this was yeah. a surprise yeah. um, review that I did yeah. not expect. Yeah. All right, I'm going to need to check that out. Yeah, are we going to play trivia? All I right, are we ready for some trivia? Yes, we are. Okay, so number one in Star Trek: First Contact, where did Jordy say he attended high school? A. On Vulcan. B. Zephram Cochran High School. C. James T. Kirk High School or D. Starfleet Academy Prep School. Go. Did we get it? We got it. Where'd you go? We can all. We can. We can all, we oh, can oh, oh, that's right. We're on the same yeah, team. Yeah, Zephram Cochran High School. I thought it was Zephram Cochran. Zephram Cochran. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. We don't We're on the same beat. team. We don't often beat this guy. So. Ah. So. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. I always jiggle. Okay. <laughs> all right. Number two in the next generation episode, the next phase. Jordy and what other Enterprise crew member disappear during a transporter cycle? Mark. 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 A. Data. B. Commander Riker, C, Ensign Rolaren, D, Chief O'Brien. We got it again. Ensign Rowe. That is correct. We're on fire. I'm really but it's, good. A, I'm it's, really a, good it's a buzzer <laughs> game, though. It's a buzzer game. Uh-huh. The buzzer wins or loses. Right. It's a game. We do remind ourselves of that. <laughs> and, and it's good winning. And we're winning. It's a game. And we're winning. And we're winning. Yeah. It's a game. I can remind you we are winning. This game. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. What device was usually attached to the forward end of a warp nacelle? 
Mark, 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 mark. A, the plasma injector. B, the warp coil. C, the bassard collector. Oh my God. D, the deflector dish. Do we have any idea? I'm going to go deflector dish. Mark, mark, mark. The Bassard Collector. Was it really? That no. is correct. What the hell is a Bassard Collector? Collects Bassards. Yes. Bassard. <laughs> yeah. It collects Bassard, Bassards. And, and, la- and later it was a McDonald's drive-thru. Yeah. yeah. The Bassard Collector. Okay. Well, that was my second choice. For, for the record, that's based on real science. Oh. You know? Okay. So there was a, a guy, Bussard, and... He was a collector. And he was a collector. <laughs> I, I don't know a lot more about it than that. Convenient. And they strapped him <laughs> to the outside <laughs> of a, <laughs> of a starship's dog. <laughs> Oh, God. Mitt Romney's dog's come up twice lately. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> Number four. In the Voyager two-part episode, Future's End, the crew is transported to what period of time on Earth? A, the 18th century, B, the 19th century, C, the 20th century, or D, the 32nd century. Oh, we got it. Uh, I think it's the 20th century, isn't it? Is that the... Oh, oh we okay. are right. Yes, yes, yes. Correct. That was C, the 20th century. Do you guys that remember had, that episode? That had Sarah Silverman in it. And Did it? it? I, I, yes. Yeah, with, with yeah. Robbie and... Um, yeah, they went to yeah. the... They went to the, the Park Observatory. Observatory. Oh, okay. That's right. All That's right. the one Voyager episode I've ever seen. Of right. show. Well, good. <laughs> Lucky for us. Lucky for us. <laughs> Don't be telling them that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them all. Oh, right. <laughs> Love the before whole I did series. The, before I did the show, uh, mm-hmm. I should say. Mm-hmm. All right, well, they officially won Shall we even do the last question? Oh, come on. Yeah. For, the, right, right, for, right. The, for the halibut. Yeah, for the yeah. fishes. Don't be a sore I'm not a sore loser. <laughs> he's, a very, he's a very sore loser. <laughs> Number five. In the Enterprise episode, Carbon Creek, T'Pol mentions that she took a five-day leave to visit an old mining mark, town mark, 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 mark. in what U.S. state? An old mining mark, town. Mark, mark, mark. A, West Virginia. B, Pennsylvania, C, California, or D, Ohio. We got it. Son of a bitch. I think West Virginia. I mean, I've seen it recently. West Virginia? See the Pennsylvania or West Virginia. Uh, Those are traditional mining states. What are we going to go with? Um, I I feel like West Virginia. You want to say it? West Virginia. Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Gotcha. Never listen to him. (laughs) Well, we won anyway. You won anyway. West Virginia made sense to me too, Connor. We we played that game for Jason M. Okun. So congratulations, Jason. What does he win, Bob? He gets gets a new car. Wow. He gets a new car. They're about that big. That's nice. They're they're matchbox. Awesome. Enjoy. Drive it in good health, Jason. Yes. Big thanks to Melissa for being our... Thank Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, you read very well. I like it. I'm a it. teacher. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bury the lead, Melissa. So we've done some fan questions. We've done some trivia. It's time. It's time. What now? For On a Deserted Island. With oh, Connor Trinier. Okay. With Connor Trinier. Right, this is your deal. So here's the deal. You are on a deserted island for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You're given mm-hmm. uh, a work of religion, be it the Bible, the Quran, mm-hmm. whatever you want. Should you say? Just, uh, and... Mm-hmm. You get the works of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Now you have to select from your favorite author. Mm-hmm. The collect you get their collected works. Mm. You get the um, collected works of your favorite musician. Mm-hmm. You get um, 
dessert. And if you say something like pie, you get all pies on this island. Okay. And then um, your cuisine, French, wow. Italian, Mexican. And then you get um, a bonus. A luxury item. We're like, yeah, you know, yeah. Something that, can't, that doesn't help you get off the island particularly. Only, anything that com- anything that, that keeps you company. So your um, cuisine. I'm going to go Japanese. Yeah. Oh, good, good choice. Yeah. A lot of fresh fish. Sushi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Or and Japanese en general. Ve- yeah. that vegetables. Very nice. Yeah. Dessert. Dessert. Well, if this is the rest of my life, I'm going to go uh, seasonal fruit. Uh, seasonal right. fruit. Good Look at you, healthy. You. healthy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I want to live, right? Oh, no, you live. <laughs> yeah. You live anyway. Yeah. This is a really I mean, I know I, I could say pork chops and have pork chops, but I, that's going to get tiresome. And, and, and my arteries are going to clog and right. I'm going to fall over trying to gather firewood. That's true. You think, you're thinking about this. Yeah, yeah. I, well, isn't that the exercise? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think it says a lot about the person who says what they say. Seasonal so, fruit. Um, Seasonal fruit. Uh, your author. And I'm going to go Octavia Butler. Okay. I'm going right. to go Octavia Butler. Good for you. Yeah, I am. Um, because I love I love science fiction. I love speculative fiction. And, and as I, I said... Has she got a, quite a, a, an array? She, 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 she has a, she has a, a library. It's it, She, unfortunately, you know died young um so it's it's not as vast but it's it's infinitely interesting and and well worth rereading and if if if, if i've got the I'm completed works around. of shakespeare then um i'm, I'm i might yeah. as well a uh take a different point of view which is to say not european and and b uh, a genre that i really love mm-hmm. and your musician or composer could be a band or a composer <sighs> See, there was a time in my life when I, I would have answered that question, Van Morrison. Um, and then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Did you meet him? <laughs> no, I, I haven't. But he, Difficult. He's, 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 he's become pretty much a, a raging um, curmudgeon. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm finding it. I mean, I, I went through a, a brief period where I stopped listening to him altogether and, and, now I'm, I've decided to, you know, to overlook some of uh, of the things that he says mm-hmm. uh, these days, and and think about, you know, focus on the positive, and and he was really the soundtrack to my life. No kidding. Um, yeah, an so, incredible musician yeah. and the songs yeah, and songwriter. singer songwriter. So um, if if not Van Stevie Stevie Wonder. Stevie, oh, yeah. God bless. Stevie's, yeah. Steve, Stevie's, you know, Stevie's catalog is vast. It is. And it's all good. Very different, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Varied. Varied. And your bonus item. My bonus item. And it can't be a human being. Nope. <laughs> right. <laughs> you cannot pick your wife. Not even a little one. No. So, <laughs> bonus item. It would be an incredibly high-powered I'd like like a professional grade telescope. Ah, mm. did Tim Ross ask for that too? I forget. Did he? Because uh, Tim's he, a huge, he's you know, a huge. Has a collection of. Does he? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, he's for he's real. Got several of them. But yeah, that would be an amazing That's a good thing idea. to have yeah. on a. Uh, I mean, if you're not alone now, exactly right. Yeah. You know, my friend Mae Jemison, uh, first African American woman in space, and I, I brought Mae in my very first episode as a director. Um, I brought Mae in to be a transporter operator oh, and she, and she, and and brought in a shell so those two could meet because may was became a scientist and then an astronaut because of nichelle mm. being on star trek right so having those two together was really I- important to me 
And and May says, look up. Look right? up. Look oh. up. Yeah. Look up. So. There's not a lot of light where you are, so you're going to be able. You're going to be able to see, right? You're yeah. going to be able to really mm-hmm. have a nightly encounter with the cosmos, and that's uh, that's 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 pretty cool. Isn't it extraordinary to be in places around the world where there isn't a lot of light, oh, yeah. and just looking up what what is there? We we it's lose fast. so much of that in in, in modern LA life, and yeah. you know, in a in a city. Yeah, um, it's just it, it blows my mind when when I'm somewhere. I was in Peru and where saw the you know, the Southern Cross and the Southern Hemisphere yeah. and everything was just different. That's but just there was mesmeric no light. to see that. And it was extraordinary. Yeah. You just, yeah. you get lost in it. And and that was the inspiration for our forefathers, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what they had. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that's where our, our impulse to explore mm-hmm. really was born mm-hmm. right? by looking up yeah. out at the stars. Well, the nighttime sky. you had to travel with it. You yeah. use it for traveling. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The- and so many of the you know, ancient structures here on Earth have obviously inspired by what, what they were looking at up there. Those were some of the first stories, you know, looking up and, 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 and affixing meaning to the constellations, right? Mm-hmm. Giving them names and creating stories for them, right? Yeah. I mean, that, you, you, you use the natural world, you know? Right. They say, write what you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate. This was fun. Isn't that oh, fun? I'm glad this was you. fun. I'm glad oh, you had a good time, yeah. pal. It's been a oh, joy you seeing you again. I've always loved uh, spending time with, with you guys. And whenever I see you on, on the road at cons, it's always good. Yeah, likewise. You know, for me to, you know, to, to see you guys. To reconnect. You're Thank good, you so you're, much. You're good men. Yeah. Um, yeah well, likewise, and, and, pal. And, and a lot of fun to be around. Yeah. I'm just likewise. a prezi for you. A present? Uh-huh. Unexpected? Uh, it's a nice bottle of something. Fantastic. Yeah. May I? Do you still smoke yeah. cigars? Yes. I don't. No. Oh, well, good, because that was uh, <laughs> on the text this morning. Yeah. You, know, you still like a good cigar, but I don't know if he... If I'm Maroni. Oh, my God. This is lovely. Lovely. Yes. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, you were welcome. It's been a real joy, you're mate. Welcome. Thank yeah. you all. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Thank you all. This was this was this was enjoyable. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for for gracing our stage. Not really our stage, but the stage we're on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I cannot can we just mention where we are? Oh, oh we should indeed. Yeah. 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 Courtesy of the Matrix Theatre, Rogue Machine, the Rogue in Machine, residence, uh, uh, who's uh, hosted us here a few times when we've been homeless. That's right. And uh, what a yeah. storied house here in Los Angeles. Yeah, like really, really, really a central building in the history yeah. of Los Angeles no theater Absolutely. Waver theater I mean mm-hmm. it, the, the Matrix theater is legendary it is yeah. um, I'm still waiting for your invitation <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to read <laughs> anyway mate well that's that yeah. it's beautiful thank you Like, subscribe, and join us on Patreon.